from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Turn on everybody else's uh, microphone here. There we go. Oh. Hey, where, where, there I am. Yeah. Pretty hard to believe we're actually nominated as uh, one of the best of Toledo podcasts. Why would that be hard to believe, <laughs> Scott? <laughs> we are the best. It's just we need our, all of our listeners to vote and vote often. You can vote more than once, from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah, in case you hadn't seen our Facebook stuff yet, uh, back, uh, what was it, about a month ago? We kind of talked about it one night and said, uh, go here and nominate us for this Best of Toledo, because uh, Toledo City Paper, they do a Best of Toledo thing. And, and apparently hundreds of our fans did go on. Thousands. And well, sure it was yeah. thousands. It could be. But, uh, yeah, somehow... But, we, but at this point, only a little over a thousand of them have taken the time to like our Facebook page. Yeah. But now we've got to go beyond that. We want to be known as Toledo's Best Podcast. Yeah, I'm happy we're nominated, but yeah, because we didn't really promote that that much. Just no, that one night, and somehow we got nom- nominated. I think this is the first year they're doing local podcasts, of course, or maybe this is the first year I actually paid attention because we do a podcast. I don't know, but uh, anyway, yeah, we're one of the top five. Ryan Ryan Weekman actually, uh, what his podcast uh, on the radar, I believe it's called, is. Uh, yeah, we're up but, against him. But, but I think we need to disqualify him because he's also in another I, category. Yeah, because, well, yes, you could vote for him for best uh, meteorologist. He, you know, using a political term, he should recuse himself. I agree. He's all over the place. But uh, we did look up a couple of... Uh, sorry, I got distracted there. I looked up uh, how many followers some of the uh, our competition's up against. One of them only has like 100 or something. But then there's another one that's got like 3,000. And that's the girl one. But and there's only one girl one. That, that's, uh, the rest are all guys. Our fans, Scott, are dedicated, and I know, I know that our fans can pull this off. Yeah. So if you well, go, even if they're not our fans, if they just listen once in a while, they don't have to like us. <laughs> I just think it's cool that we're actually nominated because you yeah. know we're a pretty niche podcast. We reach a real targeted uh, audience, I believe. We're not like a mass appeal. Well, so we, much. We, we don't want to be either. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying we're trying to be the most popular thing in Toledo, but if we well, we are. To, Toledo is it, cool, you know. If it happens to happen, I mean, that's if, cool. It, you know, it, it'd be nice if we were the most popular podcast in the United States. Now that that'd be saying something. We can do Toledo, man. Yeah, our listeners are great. So you have until December 18th, and I believe, uh, as uh, Joe said, and we haven't even introduced our, our guests. Uh, we'll get he to that need, in a minute. He needs no introduction. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> uh, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash report, and uh, I pinned uh, the link. At, it's like the top post there. And if you click that, it'll take you right to uh, vote for Hammerdown Racing Report. So if you're one of the it's thousand really people that has liked us or one of the other couple thousand that hasn't taken the time, um, all you have to do is look at the top of this page and click on that and vote for us. And you can vote every day. Yes. This is like Chicago. Yeah, and you can share that post with your friends and tell them, hey, go there and vote. I went home and I told my kid to vote for me, and he did. So that's cool. And he had his friend, he was talking to his friend on his computer, and he's like, here, I'm going to send you this link. Go and vote for It's my dad's thing. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I forgot uh, to do the uh, Welcome Race fans to the uh, Best of Toledo Award-nominated Hammer Down Racing Report. It's like Emmy-nominated. That sounds pretty cool, Scott. Yeah. It'd be even cool if we were actually the award-winning 
Hammerdown Racing Report. Party time. Mark and Fetty, following from the Ooh, That's like yeah. we've got 1,000 followers on uh, Facebook. Uh, this is show number 58 for uh, Thursday, the 11th of November. Uh, on the show with us tonight, we have Joe Nicloy, all the way from Pioneer, came in tonight. Uh, we appreciate it. We're going to talk about, you had an incident back at Brian Motor Speedway in 1989 that kind of changed things uh, just a little bit for you. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Changed but, the night quite a bit. A, a lot of Oakshade fans might recognize him as the guy that drives that really cool station wagon with the crazy-sounding exhaust. Uh, what, is it supposed to be like a 57 Chevy kind of looking thing? Yeah. And it's yeah. got... Uh, and, and I think you've gotten yelled at for the LED lights you have. I did. A few I did. <laughs> Pam gets a little upset with me if yeah. I forget to turn those off. She doesn't, and she's she's watching. Do you, do you so. intentionally forget to turn them off? I did a couple times, but then a couple times I did it on accident, and Pam made sure she let me know. <laughs> Receiver. Receiver. Oh, the dreaded receiver. <laughs> Sometimes. If only we could talk back. I know it. I know it. I think that That's was probably a good thing we can't. I think that was purposeful. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, sure it is. Yeah, maybe. Dave Kemmer just uh, chimed in with an update. That's why I got distracted with uh, a minute ago. He has he's got an update on South Buxton track up in Canada that okay. was sold. Uh, has not sold. He says potential new owner doesn't have enough money. He asked uh, for an extension on the deal. He he's the guy we I think we said last week wanted to change the track to uh, from an oval to a D shape. Wait, no, from a D shape to an oval. Okay, now. but yeah. he doesn't have enough money to buy the track or to change it. He didn't say that. Or all of the above. Probably all of the above. So there's an update on South Buxton that we uh You know, Scott, there's week. probably a whole lot of racetracks that you and I could buy, but <laughs> we don't have enough money. Pam, Pam says not. Not the light thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, you can catch the Hammerdown Racing Report on uh, Facebook Media. Live. Facebook Live, if, you, if you're watching it now, you know that. Uh, if you're listening to us a little bit later, we're on uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, just search Hammerdown Racing Report, and uh, usually within a couple hours after we're done uh, doing our live taping here on Facebook, you can check it out there. So you can listen in your car. You don't have to be uh, paying attention to what's going on and see our ugly mugs. Right. You just have the audio part. And it's not That's like, the best part. And it's not like texting and driving because we don't disturb anybody. There you go. Uh, com. You can also uh, pick up official uh, gear there as well as links to our Facebook, our iHeart uh, Radio, and pretty much every anything else you need to know. Even if you want to be a sponsor of the show, if uh, and if, if anybody is, and don't looking, forget we are award nominated. We are best of Toledo. That's so pretty cool. I think our value just increased. If I wanted to buy uh, Scott Hammer 8S t-shirts, where would I find them? HammerdownRacingReport.com as well, Ron. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you asked. Well, I'm going to have to get <laughs> me one of them. <laughs> uh, speaking of... How about Joe, Joe Nicloy? Does he have any apparel? I, I do, actually. Really? Yeah, we got Where's some. that at? Uh, in, our, uh, in our shop in Pioneer. Nicloy's yeah. Fixin' Fab. What's the address? Phone number? How can people... It's uh, uh, 419-737-1700. It's on uh, 203 Balby Street. All right. I wonder if we could start putting some of our guests' uh, apparel addresses sure. on, on our page. Sure. You know, that could... We're, we're coming up to Christmas. That could be really cool. Speaking of Christmas... Yes, sir. A good transition. What... Amazing is, you should ask that. What is the best thing to get for that racer in your life? How about tires? Get, put tires under the Christmas tree. Tires. But if that's not practical, Amen. Ron Miller Race Cars does do gift certificates. You can stack <laughs> those up so they're as thick as a tire. Oh yeah. And he sells race car tires. Are they too. actual 
certificates? Or yes. Are they cards? Or no, what, it's, what it's, it's a little cute little... Really? Did you design yeah. them? I'm not that creative. He said they were cute. Oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> uh, give Ron a call, 734-856-7223. Uh, gift cards, tires, race cars, parts, safety equipment. Uh, speaking of safety equipment, uh, Joe purchased his fire suit from you uh, when he uh, uh, was in that incident that we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. What year bit. was that, Joe? Uh, that I bought the suit or the accident? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, the was, accident was in 1989. Uh, I, I think, I think you bought the suit. And it was the year the before. Su- the end, of the, the, was, end of the season before Okay. That. I wanted to look like a cool race car driver when I was walking in the grandstands, so I bought a race suit. You and, didn't and, have to and, have and, them then. And then you found that there was another reason yeah, besides <laughs> looking cool. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, uh, let's uh, talk about what little bit of action happened this past weekend. Uh, Steve uh, went down to uh, Tomic Speedway for the 330. How'd that go for him? Where'd he end up? Um, he was the first DNQ car. Um, he had an issue, um, got uh, turned about, about halfway sideways in his heat race, came back uh, to finish uh, fifth. They were taking four. Uh, track was extraordinarily rough. I guess they had taken about four inches of rain As I read uh, that, Friday was, night, yeah. and they worked tirelessly all night. And I guess they morning. pushed back the start, too, a little right, bit to try right. to get it a little bit more yep. drying. And uh, anyway, the, the track was, was really rough, and uh, Steve hit a hole, and it uh, broke the right front shock mount. The car went from being pretty decent to not very not so good much. at all. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you who did win. The uh, late model feature down there, Chris Garns. Tyler Carpenter broke. He was there. Uh, Sport Mods winner was uh, Bob Crace Jr. And uh, Casey Fritz was the, the winner for the Modifieds. There were some pretty big names down there. Audie Schwartz had uh, his own house car down there. And uh, as a matter of fact, his he was pitted next to Steve. Uh, Audie's generator broke down. So Steve says, yeah, just plug in here. And I guess by the time the, the day was over, they... Had gotten to be okay buds well all right what a happy story yeah no it is you know <laughs> is steve and done really, then for the year then i think so i don't think there's any tracks around here we're moving into indoor season especially with the forecast for tomorrow morning well and he was thinking about going to molar which is running this weekend is it okay but snow flurries could get in the way and cold and rain just a precursor to the hangover yep yep like we've said several times scott we only do that once a year world finals uh, at the dirt track at charlotte uh, was this past weekend as well night one action uh, actually finished up on saturday afternoon due to uh, some weather issues and a curfew uh, brandon shepherd Picked up his uh, 13th World of Outlaw feature win of the season. Uh, the 2018 Rookie of the Year, Australian Ian Madsen, won his first uh, World of Outlaw sprint car yeah. feature race. Great racer, too. Yeah. Night number two, uh, your 2004 Series champion, Scott Bloomquist, picked up his second uh, World of Outlaw win of the season after leading all 50 laps. And Donnie Schatz closed out uh, his 10th World of Outlaw championship season with a, another win. What a surprise with those two, <laughs> Bloomquist and, and Shots, yeah. Yeah, So, and that's pretty much uh, everything that uh, happened this past weekend. I saw something, I think, on Facebook, because uh, we're going to be talking about Brian Speedway here just a little bit, uh, a little bit of history. Maybe we should talk about that, because I used to live like three, two or three miles from the track, Yeah. and every Sunday night I would hear the cars where we lived, and I'd be like, hey, Dad, can we go to the races? No! <laughs> 
So I probably was watching you when I was a little kid. Really? Because I think you've been racing out there for a while. I saw like results. I think they were semi semi late results. Right. And you and Roddy Troyer's name I saw in there. And yeah, I think I tagged you. I saw that. And Maybe I, that's, that's pretty what it cool. Was. Yeah. Roddy and I used to have just a blast out there. We'd we'd get out front and then we'd start messing with each other. Slide jobs and what year did you start racing out there? Probably eighty late eighty four, for sure eighty five. Okay. Wasn't that a fun track to race on? It really was. Oh, I love that track. It was a pretty good sized half mile and uh Buck Stark was the promoter. I remember the flagman, Larry Stark. Yep. We were talking about that before the show, about how Oakshade's looking for a flagman. I don't know if he's retired or not, but uh, I guess Larry's still around the uh, Bryan area. You said, yeah, yeah, he's oh. always uptown. Uh, yeah, there you, there getting you go. Getting breakfast every morning. Ask him if he'd like to climb the tower and be a flagman. Oh, Oakshade's looking. I'll throw it that way. And it, and it pays a lot, I know. I'm sure it does. <laughs> but uh, no, Roddy said it was so much fun. It was. Buck... Uh, Buck Stark was proud of the fact that his track was always smooth. It was almost always shiny black bottom to top, but it was smooth. Was it really? Oh, it was. I remember going, but I don't yeah, remember that. Yeah. I was so young yep, back he was, then. Uh, it might be slippery, but it sure is smooth. He was right. And it was a fun place. It was a fun time to be in racing. And that was uh, mid-80s for you? Yes. Okay. I think we, I moved there in like 81, and we moved away in 87. So it was the mid-80s when, when I was going. I, I think the track finally closed, what, probably 91, Joe? That's, See, that's what, what we yeah. were talking about, according to this, this site that we found where your picture ended up. Uh, it said that it actually ran uh, until 1995. But we were thinking maybe that I was just the go-karts. I think that's just the go-karts. Yeah. And I never knew there was a 3-8-mile uh, asphalt oval on the inside. At one time. Yeah, yep, it was there. There was also a one-mile oval on the outside. Yeah, they tried that for a little bit when he first started, I believe. Right. What? It went down where, where you would turn into turn one on the half-mile track. It continued on quite a ways and then made a big sweeping turn and then re-entered. There was uh, train tracks out there. It no, went, no. It went clear out close to Yes. Okay. The wall was still there while we were racing. Right. And the track was still kind of roughly visible. Yeah. I, yeah, I would yeah. imagine if you go to Google Earth, and, well, Joe says that they're moving some dirt around, so maybe not. But well, Google Earth pictures are a couple of years old, usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would think you could still see uh, where the original big track was. I, I think you could. Well, Eldora had that mile track. Right. That, that uh, Earl built, the what did they call it, the Eldora Mile or something, but that mm -hmm. every, they kind of... Went away from that because the cars were going too fast. I assume that might have been the same issue with uh, the Brian Mile. I would imagine. Yeah, and and it wasn't as good a racing as, as the shorter track was. And, and pretty much we see that now. You know, A lot of the big half miles and 5.8 mile tracks, the racing gets a little bit boring. But, you know, 3.8 or a quarter mile track side by side. It's kind of what uh, Denny Hamlin was. Was it Denny Hamlin? Who's saying yep. short track racing is the fix for NASCAR? Yes. There you go. The shorter the track, the better the racing. We should just race in a little little tiny circle. Yeah. Spin donuts and <laughs> yeah. see who can do it best. So anyways, uh, talking about Brian Motor Speedway, because, and which has been gone for years, and last time I was there was probably 87, if that. No, I think we moved that summer, so it's probably 86. Wow. I don't know. 
Anyways. That picture that you were looking at, it didn't have a date code on it, did it? It had 2013, where okay. it looked like a swamp now. Okay. But uh, the only thing I do that, remember... No, is, that was just when I posted it. I've oh. had, that picture was... Ooh. Uh, we were at a nephew's wedding, so maybe my brother can chime Hillard, in. Hillard Miller joined it, and I remember watching him... In the oh, Black absolutely! Street he, stock or whatever it was, he was way back in the day. He, he was, was king wicked. out there. Him he and Rick Spangler. Yep. Yeah, Rick Spangler. And little Joe Bennett. Little Joe, yeah. Always had that. What was that? Pinnell body, I think it was. Or a uh, gremlin body. Yeah. Is that what it was? Gremlin body modified. Blue number three. Yep. Those were the days. Oh yeah. That's what got me into racing back then. But uh, yeah. Anybody know why they closed that? Just. Uh, um, Ivan Graves bought that from Buck Stark, and he was having some problems with his da- daughter's health, I believe. And uh, so there was some financial problems there, and I, I think that was the demise of the track, if I'm not mistaken. Well, and if you remember, he sold it to, oh boy, somebody else. Oh, did he? I somebody know. Or somebody leased it. Gosh, I'm trying to remember his name. And uh, that didn't go well. <laughs> For who? Um, For anybody? Yeah, Everybody yeah. involved. Um, I remember them having a problem with uh, with the electricity, and uh, Ivan always ran around the pits barefoot. Can you remember <laughs> that? Joe? That's what he was saying. And, yeah. uh, He'd be the guy without a shirt and bare feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And pull that, pull that uh, microphone a little closer to you. Sure. He, he walked up to. Uh, the electric box, the the fuse panel for the track lighting, and uh, barefoot, no shirt, jabbed a screwdriver in it, and the lights came on. So, oh my <laughs> gosh, there's a man with a death wish. Nice. Uh, Kemmer says a guy named Westrick uh, ran three shows in '95. Yep. Okay. So that might have been. Thank you, David. They got the uh, 1995 thing then. Cool. That was a couple of weeks ago. We talked about Larry Jewett uh, doing some flagging. And, he flagged uh, there? He, he flagged uh, during the Westrick debacle. Okay. Is that why it was a debacle? Because Jewett was uh, flagging? No, no, no. It it was just a continuation thereof. Okay, then. Because my flagging was outstanding that way. Oh, it was. <laughs> All I remember Brian Motor Speedway for, because I, I was a kid, I was probably 10, 12, 13, they had a uh, wet t-shirt contest one night. Yeah, they had with, a few of those with with two two uh, two contestants. Yeah, one was very scary. The other was, well, let's just say I remember <laughs> not so scary. The the very scary, scary the very scary one probably did whatever she had to do to try to win. I don't remember. I'm, I yeah, think sometimes I was that for life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on a little bit. Again, Joe Nicoloy here with us. Uh, started. Uh, did you start racing at Brian then? No, I actually started racing at Angola. Oh, that's right. We, yeah. we just talked about that. And then, uh, so how did you get uh, start racing on dirt then? Well, I couldn't ever get anything to turn around the track at Angola, and I thought I'm going to try a dirt. So I went to Oakshade, and I'd done real well there. And I, wow, this is fun. I like the <laughs> dirt. And my my dad always raced on the asphalt, and and uh, so I figured I had to. But once I tried it, I couldn't make it turn. So I. Went to Oakshade and hey, this is our Brian and I said this is fun. What uh, about what year was that you made the switch to dirt? Oh boy, because you started racing uh, pretty young, right? Yeah, I, I think I first time I raced at Angola, I think I was fourteen. 
wasn't supposed to, but I was going to say, how many, anyway. how many years were you 16 at Angola? Yeah, yeah I was 16 for a couple of years there. Okay. So that's, it's been a long time. I couldn't even tell you what year it was. So how many uh, years were you racing at Brian before that incident? I probably started about the same time Ron did, right around that time, I think. Mid-80s? Yeah, mid-80s. Okay. Running uh, what class? They called it street stock there at the time, I believe. So I was pro I probably was there watching you race, too. It could have been. Son of a gun. I was the really fast guy. I'm sure. <laughs> In the 83? Have you always run 83? Yeah. Okay. Yep, always been Why don't you explain to us what happened that ill-fated night? Well, this was, we're jumping ahead to 89, right? Yeah, 1989. All right. It was a uh, opening night, and they uh, a guy had lost a gas tank. Um, it was just a stock gas tank, and they made a made a mount for it, kind of a cheapy mount, but it never actually got welded in there. And uh, they just fell out of the car, and they left it out there for a couple laps, and I found it the hard way. From what I read, uh, you were racing for the lead in this this race. It was like I was. Was yeah. it the last lap or something? Uh, last last few laps, yeah, okay. yeah. Started in the tail and worked my way up, and yeah, it was. I, I finally had a fast car. <laughs> so you're running second, right? Right. And uh, were you making a move for the lead at this time, or I was trying. Lauren Sauter was ahead of me, and and he was the man in black. He was like Dale Earnhardt. You you ain't gonna beat Lauren Sauter, and uh. But I had him. He was, he was always right, right bumper to bumper. We were really going at it. And all of a sudden, he went way high. And I goes, there's my opportunity. And I went down low. And right there was a gas tank. And it bursted open and got wedged underneath my car. And, and I didn't realize what it was at first. And somebody else uh, drove through there. And their exhaust must have lit the fuel. And then I panicked. And I couldn't get the, uh, the seatbelts undone. I couldn't get my window net undone and of course when when you get in a fire like that you're you're instantly blind because it you know it just melts your your mask and not to mention it's really hot in there i would imagine it yeah. would be kind of yeah it does it does get a little warm joe while you're talking hold your hand up just so <laughs> some of our listeners can see what uh sure what happened in the fire and uh yeah and uh, i did have gloves but I had soaked them with fuel, g gassing up the race car, and and uh, so I left them on the trailer. So they didn't do me a whole lot of good. And and Ron had sold me the uh, fire suit, like we said uh, previous to that. So I'm really glad he did that. Or I probably wouldn't be here today. You know, and his face too. Um, he was a Tom Selleck look-alike prior to the <laughs> prior oh, to the fire. Real close. Oh yeah, <laughs> people got me confused with him all the time. <laughs> like Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I take my cheap shots when I can, Joe. I'll do the same to you. <laughs> so how long were you uh, in the car before they, they could get you Way out? too long. Way too long. Um, it seemed like an eternity to me, but uh, I'm not really sure. And, uh, but it was, it was quite a long time. I, re I remember a quote from, and I don't, don't remember if it was one of the paramedics or, or who it was that was there, but Joe was sitting in the car and hadn't taken the steering wheel off, and he was beating his hands on the, the steering wheel. And uh, apparently in the ambulance, they asked him why he was doing that. He said, well, my hands were on fire. I was trying to put them out. Yeah. And I don't remember if you remember it. I don't know if you remember that or not. I, I do. I do. So what are, what is, what's going through your mind when, when you're in that situation? Well, at first I was in sheer panic, and, and I kept going back and forth from my uh, 
for my seatbelt, trying to get it undone. Of course, I couldn't feel anything. Was it like uh, the regular? Yeah, just a regular seatbelt link. Yeah. yeah, and you know, of course, I couldn't feel anything because you know I was totally engulfed when I hit that tank. It just saturated me with gas well not only that scott like so it sprayed the gas all over it, well oh, yeah. and and it would have vaporized a lot of fuel which would would have made it virtually it would have made it explosive and it was a real big explosion per se yeah yeah could you tell if uh, there were any track crew that were there trying to help i, I could not out? tell at the time but then uh then i got to the point that i said i just got calm and i says you're gonna die in here if you don't get out it's like a voice talking to me or something you're gonna die you got to calm down and you got to get out of here and uh i grabbed a hold of my the bar next to me and and i knew i could didn't have the window net undone yet but i grabbed a hold of the they call it a petty bar i guess some people call right. it that grabbed a hold of that and just pulled myself right through and i'd been in there long enough that the seat belts had melted wow. and and the seat belt snapped and i went rolling out on the passenger side but there I was laying in a pool of, of gas, you know, that was still burning. And uh, then I passed out and don't remember anything. Wow. <clears throat> you okay there, buddy? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> All I'm right. Fine. And, uh, and then I woke up, and uh, I, I thought I was dead because I could see these really bright lights, and I had this girl leaning over me. Was she pretty? Must she have, was. She must, was, okay. must she have was, been dead. She was very pretty. Her name was well, Wendy. Of course, you looked like Tom Selleck. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the EMT, and she was talking to me and trying to tell me what was going on. And they were was this in the ambulance or in the hospital or no? This was laying on the track. Oh, still on the track. Okay. Yeah. And at that time, I think they had uh, got like a big uh, chain of people, and everybody was bringing their cooler water, and they were dumping it on me, trying to cool me down, and and uh, trying to drown you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call that? Waterboarding me. Yeah. They yeah. were waterboarding me. <laughs> Well, he didn't get tortured enough burning in the car. Let's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, obviously, ice or cold water is the best thing. Yeah. Quickly to put on a burn. It's like a turkey in the oven. You know, I got this fire suit on, and it holds the fire out. But once you get hot, it holds the heat in. So I'm still cooking inside there. So thankfully, to Wendy, she uh, she thought far enough ahead to to cool me down. You know, get get me where I'm not cooking anymore. So then, uh, then what happened after that? After they, oh, uh, they rushed me to the Bryan Hospital, and and then I was kind of back and forth, in and out of consciousness, and one minute I'd be fine, next minute I was in excruciating pain and begging for him to kill me or shoot me up with something or, you know, put me to sleep, do something, you know, make it go away, and then the next minute I didn't feel anything, and I would be joking around like I am now, and and then two seconds later I'd be in pain again. It was kind of strange how that works going in and out of shock i guess so how long yeah how long did you end up uh, at being in the hospital well i was at st vincent's here in toledo um i was in intensive care i think for like three and a half months and then i was in the regular part of the hospital for another couple months and then i'd go home for a couple weeks and heal up and come back in for another operation and go home for a few weeks and heal up and come back for another operation and and that went on for a couple of years. Wow. Ed, did you have any thoughts uh, getting back into a race car during that time? Um, a little. And I tried to stay away from the track. Did you was, Did you miss it? I mean, was it hard? Oh yeah, or? I missed it horribly. I missed it a bunch, but I, I I had to. I knew I had to stay away because if I if I went, I was going to be hooked again. You know. It's, and you are. And and I am. <laughs> and I did. 
But my uh, my son said uh, one day, he says, Dad, let's go to the races. I said, no, come on, Dad, please, can we go to the races? All right. So when, we, when was this? Oh, boy, it must have been about, I'm going to say 92 or something like that, maybe. So a few years after. Yeah, a few years after. Were you done with uh, surgeries or anything at the medical procedure? Oh, I was still kind of going back and forth, okay. getting some revisions and stuff like that and releases. and and uh, But we went to the races, and we watched them, and, and uh, the hook was set. That, ver that, that was on Saturday. We went to the races. Sunday, I went and bought a car <laughs> <laughs> and been racing every, ever since. Uh, was it Brian that uh, you went back to, or when or did you start oh, Oakshade then? We, we went we went to Oakshade when we okay. built that car. Yeah, and and I did run it. Uh, I ran somebody else's car a couple times at uh, just to make some laps. At Brian. At Brian. Yeah. How hard was that? Oh, it, was, it, was it, it wasn't hard. It, no it, fear at all. No, not really. Um, there was a there was quite a few times that I would sit in the car and I would. You know, when I'm just sitting there waiting to go out, that's when I'd get nervous. And I think that's when most drivers get nervous, you know, just sitting there waiting to go out. And your your mind starts yeah. playing with you and, you know, thinking about things. And and I I always wondered, you know, how am I going to handle this if I get in a fire again? Am I going to be able to stay calm and get out? And uh, I had made a escape hatch. All my cars got an escape hatch on them now on the top. And we practice getting in and out of the car. Is it like the... The Daryl Waltrip uh, kind yeah, of thing? Michael. Or, yeah, Michael. Michael Waltrip, yeah. Yeah, Michael Waltrip. On the top, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah something real similar. Not Probably not as nice as his, but, <laughs> yeah, but uh, something real similar to that. And I just wondered, you know, can I, would I be able to handle the pressure of a fire? And then I had a fire again. Um, I had a fuel pump that broke, and it just, all of it just sprayed right back on the engine, and I had alcohol at a time, and it was a big flash fire, and, and that car just barely got to a stop. And I was out of that car instantly, and I was so proud of myself. Yeah, so this works. <laughs> yeah, this works. And and I never got nervous about it again after that. I knew I could do it. I knew I could handle it. I knew we built a safe car. And did you get any burns from that, or were you? No, no. It was yeah. just I was. It was out. So gloves, suit. suit. Yeah. Well, all, all yeah. those things. Well, I got a triple layer Nomex suit now, so I'm the guy that's really sweaty out there. <laughs> did you get that from Ron too, or no? No, I I went and bought that new. That's a little overkill. No, it isn't. <laughs> I see so many people out there just wearing a single layer suit and no underwear or anything and I man. A single layer suit, Scott, gives you about six seconds in a fuel fire before it goes to second degree burns. Yeah, there's like different uh well, yeah, I remember we, we talked when TPI uh, thermal protection index and uh a single layer suit gives you about six seconds. A two layer suit or a single layer and, and Nomex underwear gives you a little more than double. Uh, probably 13, 14 seconds before it goes to a, a second-degree burn. And every layer after that uh, adds about that same six or seconds. So the six, more layers you have... Yeah, and, and there's the always time. an air gap between the layers of, of fire-retardant material. So... What's uh, the air gap for? The air gap is insulation. Okay. You know, if you're not burning out... It's like your windows. Right, right. You know, there's an air gap in the, mid in, in the middle. So, yep. I, I'd like to challenge every racer out there to see how long it takes them to get out of their car. That and could be a competition on the front stretch. I, I've, I've mentioned that. I, I wrote an article for uh, Circle Track, and they published that and, and talked about that. But 
when you, when you are in a fire, you're completely blind. So what I would like to challenge the drivers to do is to cover up their mask, get fully suited up, fully buckled in. Put some see, duct tape or something over yeah, the Yeah, just grass. a piece of cardboard or whatever, tape it over, you know, whatever you got to do, put a sack over your head, whatever, <laughs> and, uh, and, and see how long it takes you to get out of your race car blind. And I bet you can't do it in three seconds or five seconds or, you know, it, I've seen some of those cars that guys really struggle getting in and out. And Well, obviously, with the severity of your burns, uh, even with gloves, you would have been uh, pretty severely burned. Yeah. Um, you know, six seconds to a, a second-degree burn. You certainly would have had third-degree burns, but uh, maybe not to the severity of what you've had. Right, right. Speaking of which, uh, what uh, other than your hands, obviously, was there any other permanent damage? Oh yeah, my my legs have all been skin graft from from about my hip area down below my knees, um, all my shoulders, all my arms, uh, my chin. This is all redone. My nose is a little redone. They did a pretty good job. Yeah, not bad. Almost back to Tom it's not, Selleck. It's not quite Tom Selleck <laughs> yet. Yeah, <laughs> they're working on it. <laughs> so how how did that affect your life too? Oh, it, it, I, I can't pick my nose anymore with this finger. <laughs> I can no longer do that. I have to use my pinky toe for that, but um, it changed everything. Thank you now. for that mental image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, you got to have a sense yeah. of humor. But um, it, it changed everything, you know. They said I'd never work on a vehicle again. I'd never race again, and, of course, I proved them wrong on that. But Who said that? The, the, doctors the doctors and stuff, and, you know, the nurses. So that was like a challenge to you then. Yeah, right? oh, it was, it was. And I think they knew that too. They, you know, they just said, you're, not, you're done with that. Just don't even do that. We, uh, we talked earlier about Ronnie Schultz, and uh, they told him that he'd never walk again. And, and, See, he, and I'm not familiar with the story, whatever happened with him. Ronnie uh, was uh, a very good bowler and was at a tournament in Chicago and uh was shot in the back for t and, and I, thought we, I thought it was going to be a bowling accident no no or no he was robbed and shot in the Holy back cow um they they told him he'd never walk again they wheeled him out of the hospital after they had stabilized him and uh, he was determined that he was going to walk again and uh he and his brother had twin beds that weren't real far apart and he'd hold himself up on the beds and uh force his legs to work and you know sometimes it's a little painful to watch him walk but he does just fine and and he's still in the bowling business <laughs> and and joe was a mechanic and he's still in the mechanic business so i guess you do what you've been trained to do so does any of your uh, injuries or anything does that affect uh, your driving anymore no, I, I don't mean, think so. I mean, I, I've had a hard time trying to get by you and followed you <laughs> several times. <so. laughs> no, I don't think it affects my driving at all. Okay. I mean, did it take you some time to uh, get back to, to that? Or, I mean, relearn to do anything? Or Not was really. it pretty much automatic? It just kind of came to me again. Not that I was ever real good at it, but, <laughs> but yeah. It, but it's fun. Oh, it's real fun. It's real fun. And that's why you do all right? Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's like a heroin addict. You know, I, I need my fix. I need my racing fix. <laughs> and then we take six months off. Right, right. Yeah. So let me see what else I got here. What have, we, what have you got, Scott? I don't, I'm just, I'm, I put some other questions here. I think we've pretty much covered anything now. Uh, um, 
So, I mean, other than safety equipment, uh, I mean, obviously that's a big thing for you. Is there anything else different that you do uh, driving-wise or, or anything? No, I just... Uh, I Look out for fuel tanks? Yeah, yeah, I, I look out for that. I, I'm very safety conscientious, and I, I try to get all my fellow racers to, to think about things. You know, think about building your... As you're building your car, think about being able to get out of it fast. Uh, think about being able to crash it, you know. It's good to make it real fast, but you've got to be able to go to work the next day to support your habit. So, and obviously the safety equipment's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a real good fire extinguisher system in there. And, you know, you, you have to spend the money on that. You have to, you have to figure that you're going to get into this situation. Even if you don't, you just got to plan that you are and, and be ready for it. It's Boy Scouts. Be prepared. Be prepared. Exactly. So did you have any blame uh, on the track for that incident, or was it just a freak thing? Or? Well, there was some blame there. Um, for one, the, the car didn't get inspected. Everybody, Most everybody got the inspected. The car that lost the fuel the, tank. The car that lost it. Had they seen that, that the, that the mount was only spot welded in there, they wouldn't have let him run. And so it wasn't inspected. Um, they seen the thing on the track, but it was they had had some bad wrecks earlier that day. Somebody had broke a leg, I think, in one of the modifieds, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. And so there was a big delay in it. And so they wanted to get this show over with. We were the last race of the night, so they didn't throw the yellow flag. Coming they, to the end of the race anyway. Yeah, you know, it only got like three laps to go. Why would they throw a caution flag? And so there's number, number two. Uh, number three was when they got there to put the fire out, the fire extinguishers that they had were empty. That's a problem. That is a problem, especially when you're in a situation yeah. like that. So uh, they found some more fire extinguishers, but the first people that got there got them out of the shed and didn't look at them, and, and, and they were empty. So Was there anything that was salvage, salvageable on the car? I don't That's remember. That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the car came out of it pretty good. I mean, the paint job was pretty bad. but <laughs> A little and, toasty. Yeah, and all the wiring and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it, it got put out pretty quick, and it didn't, you know, ruin the tires and all the wiring and stuff like that. But it was still running the motor, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, no, oh, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still got the same one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little 305. <laughs> yeah. So whatever uh, became of that vehicle? Um, well, we cut it apart, uh, redone some suspension on it, and put it back together, and I was getting ready to run it again. Or a buddy of mine was going to run it. I was just kind of helping, helping him out, and uh, we ended up selling it before we got it done. So, Did it ever I, race again? I think it did, but I don't, I don't know what happened. Did you ever all. race it again? No, I never okay. did. I never did. That would have been a toughie. That, that would have been. It would have been in the back of my head thinking about it. Yeah. So you you said we were talking earlier that uh, you you're in the process of writing a book then about this. I am. Thing. It's called uh, the Fever Within, and I, I it's just about done, and one of these days I'm going to finish it. <laughs> have Have you written any other books, or is this a no? First, no, first this is just a, okay. just stories on how it affected my life, uh, my family's life. I mean, because uh, all racers know it it affects your family. It, seen a lot of people a lot of marriages ruined over racing i don't know if you've seen any of That's why i'm not married i don't know if you've seen any of joe's writing on facebook but uh he's a very good writer really i'm looking forward to so any idea when this uh book uh, may see the light of day is it going to get published or i mean how do you... uh, i've had i've had some offers okay. of course they say i need to finish it well that, that's... My, my sister sent it out to a few different uh publishers and they seem pretty interested in it. And they said, get a hold of them as soon as it's done. And 
they'd like to talk to me. Can so. I get the movie rights? Um, I'll cut you in. All right. <laughs> I'll let you star. We'll say it. We'll promote it as Tom Selleck is starring. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? So uh, we were talking too, and I didn't know this, but you were uh, at the Grocery Getter uh, Classic race at Bearfield as well. And again, I, if you're just uh, tuning in, we're talking to Joe Nicoloy, who uh, was in a fiery incident. I guess was it? Do you consider it a crash, or you just just uh, an incident? I guess just an incident. I guess it really wasn't much of a crash. I I hit it and cut a tire and spun around, and there I was. And then there was a lot of fire. And then there was a lot of fire. But uh, yeah, did I mention it was warm in there? Yeah, you said that uh, I, I, the, I your, sure your fire suit that. even kept uh, the heat in there too. Yeah, yeah, so. worked real well. <laughs> but yeah, the grocery getter—that was a—that was a the most physically grueling race I've ever done in my entire life. And you've done—you've been in some of the enduros at uh, Oakshade, haven't you? Yeah, I've so, been in yeah. quite a few enduro races, and and those are pretty. Those will wear you out. But, those uh, are only usually two hours. Though, right? Yeah. But uh, the grocery getter, I uh, we went there and started the race, and then I drove from Fort Wayne to Oakshade to race my car. Crashed at hot lapping. I actually cracked some ribs and bruised my spleen. Oh, and uh, so then I drove back to uh, Fort Wayne, and we raced all night long and through the next day. Who uh, who are your team drivers? Uh, that was my son Russell, and my. The guy that works for me and a good friend, Jeremy Keller. And then another friend, uh, uh, Bill Lonnebarger. Okay. And Bill had never been in a race car before. And uh, he was pretty intimidated. And he come in and said that, man, this car doesn't, it doesn't handle very good at all. And at this point, I hadn't raced it. You know, I hadn't made it around the track with it yet. And I went out there and, boy, it handled like it was on rails. I mean, it, <laughs> we had big tires on this Monte Carlo, and it it ran great. Did you burn through tires uh, quite a bit? I know when we had Dwayne in here talking um, about it. He said yeah, yeah. We, the right we, front was uh, the oh, problem. Yeah. And, and we tried to baby our tires, and we, we lifted early and rolled into the corner. And, but, uh, you know, and then our tires were lasting quite a long time, but we're getting past, so we started picking it up a little bit, and, and mainly it was hitting debris that would take our tires out. We didn't actually wear any of them out, per se, but um, it was hitting stuff. Or, or they'd break the belt and then they'd come apart that way. But we didn't wear many of them out. Okay. And you won the uh, best of show, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. We got the crowd favorite, uh, which got us a free entry, which is a $500 for next Valley. year? For next year. Ooh, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're going back. And I, yeah, I think I'm going back. I'm, and you can check out uh, the picture of uh, of Joe's car on the uh, Facebook cover for Bearfield Motorsports. Yeah, I think it's still up there. Yeah, I th okay. it's the one with the uh, grocery cart on top and the blow-up doll with a little bit of clothes on flying kind of behind it. All right. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got a lot of comments on that. <laughs> we had a good time. And... Uh, we're we're getting a we're, we're going to try to get a little better pic, picture of uh, Joe's conflagration at uh, Brian. You're going to see if you can yeah get yeah, that I'll off. Use big words like that. I don't know what that means. Fire. Yeah, I figured it out, but <laughs> in the context of what you're saying, but I think really? you're making words up. Come on, Scott. I think you're making words up. Deal so, with it. So what's uh, what's in the future for uh, Joe Nicloy? I mean, you're going to keep on uh, racing. Oh, uh, definitely. Stay on yeah. the same yeah. station wagon. Um. No, I think we're we're talking about putting a, an S10 body on the car, but we're going to mount it backwards. Okay, that that's our next plan. Say that again. 
we're going to put an S10 body on our chassis and we're like, going to mount it backwards so it looks like you're going in reverse. Okay. That's, I, I, I like so. to be different. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm Obviously, it'll have a bed cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and that's where you'll have the spare tire oh, on yeah. top of the bed, but that'll be yep. my air cleaner. Uh-huh. Will this be legal? Legal is... I don't I mean, think it's in the rules where it has to be... It says like a stack-appearing body, I believe, right? I don't think it says It doesn't say it has to be a forward or backward. No, no, and we know that pickup trucks are allowed. Oh, yeah. Okay. It doesn't say you have to go forward. I'm looking forward to this, then. Me I'm too. looking backward to this. Yeah. I mean, forward to this. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that's really cool. <laughs> well, I started running older cars just to be different, and then... And then everybody was coming out with a 57 Chevy, and I thought, well, I'm going to have a 57 Chevy wagon. Nobody's got that. And now some of those are starting to come out, and i got to do something different again. So I think we're going to go with now, How S much of that was real 57 Chevy? Any of it? Not a bit. No, we, we, hand, yeah, we <laughs> handmade every bit of it. Okay. Well, Hillard says the guy with the uh, broken leg went to the races with his leg broke. He knows firsthand. Wait, was it Hillard? Might have been. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it Slade? I remember that name, too. Wasn't yeah, I was thinking Slade, Derek. Yeah, I was thinking it was one of the Slade boys that had a broken leg or something. Somebody got in a wreck and, and was in the hospital. That was just they, a bad night. They, Hillard, were, they were in the hospital. Help us out, me. buddy. They were actually in the hospital in the emergency room with me. They were whoever was gotten the wreck before that at brian at brian yeah okay they <laughs> probably love the track we've got lots of business right job security jeez holy cow it didn't always go like that so how many more years uh do you, do you plan on uh driving the wheels off of whatever kind of vehicle you come up with? what kind of question is that scott right it's well, how old? Question. How I know the answer Ron? to your question. How old's Ron? I mean, well, I'm quit. Your, your answer would be until it stops being fun. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I, he I, might I, have a different answer. I'll bet not. I, I think that's a pretty good answer. Okay. Thank till, you. Till I can't, Thank you, Joe. Till I can't steer it anymore, I guess. Till I can't physically do it. Jim Slade. Jim Slade. There Jim you go. Slade. And that was via Hillard? No, it was Pete Dodson. Oh, was, thank you, Pete. He was correcting us on the Slade. Okay. Dan Brown flipped prior to Joe's race. That's from Scott Robertson. Okay. Thank you guys for helping us out there on Facebook Live. If you're listening on iHeartRadio, that's where I'm, I'm not just making stuff up arbitrarily, normally. So, Any sponsors other than uh, Nicolay's Fix and Fab? No, no, I could use some. Okay. <laughs> we could definitely well, use is, some. This is a plea for a sponsor. <laughs> Always could use some sponsorship. If you like Joe's story and uh, you want to help his racing, uh, get a hold of him at Nick Lois Fix and Fab in uh, Pioneer, Pioneer, Ohio. Yeah, or find me on Facebook. What kind of what, uh, what other kind of work uh, do you do there? Do you do any uh, fabrication for uh, race other yeah. racers or? Um. Yeah, we do. Um. Okay. We we do about anything. Well, we might weld a mower together, or we might. Build a whole race car, or tune up your car. Sounds like competition to you. We, yeah. We've done stuff for factories. Um, we mainly we do auto repair. That's eighty percent of what we do. But we're trying to get more into the fabrication part. We're buying some more equipment, hiring some more people. I got a rusty old car that my uh, son drives. Can you uh, fix some of that? We could, but we don't like to. <laughs> <laughs> We, we don't like to do the rusty car thing. He probably could have taken care of your transmission. We could have done that. Well, son we, of a bitch. we definitely could have done that. 
I, Darn. I, I got to tell you about that. I'm, there's yeah. a, I'm a lot more. All right. Now, the, the one last big question. Russell have any hopes of driving? Oh, yeah. he. Uh, we, we share back and forth. Yeah. Actually, a couple of times. Don't tell Pam this. But uh, you, you it, just it's, did. It's, it's our secret. <laughs> She'll never find She'll out. She'll never know, will she? Yeah. Uh, he snuck in there and raced a couple of times this year. All right. I mean, I was there at the track, but we uh, he raced it a little bit. We, we take turns. How All old right. is Russell? He's about a... Uh, how old is Russell? How old are you, Russell? He's probably uh thirty-three. Okay. Yes. So, so it's, not, so it's like, not like you, you know, a fourteen-year-old trying to. Yeah. Well, he's he's raced a long that that's time even himself. An issue anymore. Yeah, he's always been there with me since the beginning, and as soon as he was old enough to try to race, he's he's been in there. He hasn't done it like full time or anything, or done a complete season, but he's raced quite a few times. He's pretty good. And I'm sure you have him suited up in all. Fire oh, yeah. protection. Oh yeah, as much as he's a can. safety conscientious. Conscientious. How do you say that? Conscientious. There you go. That I knew you knew the I. big words. <laughs> he's the professor. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't play Scrabble with that guy. <laughs> words with friends. <laughs> so maybe two cars next year. <laughs> We'd like to. We really would. We got another chassis there, and maybe a frontwards truck and a backwards truck. There you go. Well, we we do got a fifty-eight Cadillac body. Oh my! That we're a. Uh, that we've already cut apart and we we started mounting it on the other chassis and we're not going to use a whole lot of it just a little bit so the parts that you can tell what it is as and long then, as you use the chrome front and rear bumper right oh my no we couldn't do that that's like 900 pounds a piece it is <laughs> but it, besides that's worth too much on on ebay right yeah. don't put that on a race car it's gonna get ruined yeah we just got the outside sheet metal from a junkyard there and brian Goebel's junkyard. They had a lot of old stuff there, and that's where I got a couple bodies at. All right. So, any uh, any plans uh, to race anywhere other than Oakshade, or is that uh, you guys are just happy hanging uh, out there? We're pretty happy there. I mean, we race Quincy occasionally. Okay. Um, Bearfield. Oh yeah. Bearfield. You still got that car? Is that you going to use the same car? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Year? We'll use the same one at Bearfield. Group. Okay. And we might we might build another car for that. We're we're thinking about doubling up on that. Build? I thought they had to be really really stock. Oh, they are. Your FM radio work? It does. Okay. It, it does. Actually, if you need any team members, we're looking for a ride. I think. Yeah. There you go. Well, Look. we're looking for some good drivers. <laughs> oh, well, well, okay. Well, I guess that counts out. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's knock out some uh, racing news here. I don't have that much, uh, so we'll wrap this up here pretty soon. Here, uh, other than uh, more NASCAR stuff uh, from this past weekend, uh, Martin Truex Jr. and uh, well, this actually isn't from this past weekend, but uh, Truex and uh, his uh, crew chief Cole Pern are going to be uh, moving to Joe Gibbs for 2019 because uh, the Furniture Row. Team a lot is of that disbanding. team. A lot of that team is headed over that way. Yeah, Daniel Suarez is out. Do we know where he's going? I don't. Do you? I do not. Okay. Okay. He's probably looking. And then, uh, did you see any of the race at Texas? I did. And uh, Kevin Harvick uh, kind of dominated that that deal, and uh, he uh, kind of was uh, caught cheating. Apparently, technically, yeah, it wasn't they, him. They, it was they really crew. Did, they didn't even catch it in the post race inspection. Uh, the car went back to uh, NASCAR's tech tech lab and. Uh, they found that uh, the rear spoiler didn't exactly meet the spirit of... It was moved over to the right of the car a little bit, so it catches a little more air going into the corner, but it was like 200th to 300th 
of an thousands. inch, thousands of uh, something. Yeah, it was very small, quarter of an inch. Okay, but still, so you wouldn't notice it just looking at it. But apparently, a quarter of an inch is a pretty big advantage. Uh, you know, talking that the speeds they're going at Texas Motor Speedway. A couple of weeks prior, the announcers had uh, mentioned that, well, look at that car. You can, and I don't even remember which car it was, but they said. You look at that car, you can see more of the spoiler on the right side than uh, some of the others. And, uh, yeah. and oh, well, look at that car. That one's over to the left. So apparently the teams were playing around uh, two, three weeks prior to this. And, uh, and now they got caught. Yeah. Jimmy Ward uh, Jr. says that uh, Daniel Suarez is driving the rumors. Daniels is driving the six car. Oh, okay. At Roush, I'm guessing. Okay. So. Uh, so anyways, it's a uh, good place to retire. He uh, Harvick had to. Uh, I guess he still got the win, but it doesn't count towards the playoffs. Right. He, he got, he's fourth in the in the playoff points right now. He got hit with uh, forty uh, car driver points uh, penalty as well as forty owner points. Crew chief Rodney Childers and uh, car chief Robert Smith have been suspended for two weeks, which is the last two weeks of the season. Uh, Childers is also fined uh, seventy five thousand dollars, and they have decided not to appeal. Yeah, well, what are you going to appeal? They they got caught cheating. Oh, I don't know. What was was that quarter of an inch covered in the rules? I I think so, but there's so much of the inspection. Jimmy Johnson had the issue where he had to start at the back because they screwed up. I guess there's different yeah. things. If you've, I don't even pay that much attention anymore. But I guess he failed pre race inspection twice which is only like you lose some time for practice. If it was three times, then you're supposed to go to the tail. So it's like almost like strikes and then you're out kind of thing. But this, yeah. is, this is what uh, Dale Earnhardt has to say on the whole uh, tech inspection stuff with NASA. This ought to be good. We need less rules. You know, and less, we need less to have to worry about. We need less to have to, you know, tech. Like tech shouldn't be such a giant process. Um, but we need, but the rules that we do have, the, the rules that we do keep, those are rules. And if you break those rules, that should be it. it basically, what he's saying there is, you know, if for in the Jimmy skinny the rule book, up. In, yeah, that, and in the Jimmy Johnson case, if you know you got caught once, you start to tail. Don't give him like two choices. You go, okay, here's a little slap on the hand. Here's a little slap on the hand. Okay, now you're going to the tail. This yeah. is the first infraction. You go to the tail. Is what he's saying. Yeah. Opinion? Uh, well, obviously, we've we've <laughs> talked about NASCAR rulebook before, man. It's 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 a novel, you know. It's it's as big as War and Peace. It's huge, and it's not going to be as good a seller as uh, Joe's. Book. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. It's probably a lot, a lot, boring, boring er, more boring a uh, read than uh, much more boringer. Yeah, yes. much more boringer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah they i was up late last night damn it <laughs> you guys are so mean so anyways uh the only we only have one driver locked in there's two races left they're going to uh phoenix this weekend for the final round of eight and uh this will after phoenix they'll determine the final four to race for the championship at homestead right and i believe that's the, is that the following week yes they don't take another week off yeah so logano is locked he's in, in. Unless he screws up, well, <laughs> no. I don't. I think no matter what he's in, because he's got to win. 
Kyle Busch is second in points. Truex is third. Harvick is fourth. And then just outside that top four, the other four are Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, Eric uh, Almirola. Wait, why do I have Eric in there? Is it Eric Almirola? Yeah. yeah. I didn't the 10 car. Him. Yeah, and uh, Clint Boyer. And, and three of those four are pretty far back, so you've, you've got those three that, really all, that, that almost win. have to win. Two people are going to get in. At least two are going to get in on points. Right. Possibly three if none none of these, uh, the top eight, or none of these eight uh, here win Seven. the race. Seven, yeah. Thank you. My math is off, too. That's okay. My wording and my mathing is disturbed. That's okay. That's why I'm here, Scott. Thank you. Appreciate it. Just to keep you honest. <laughs> and I guess they, they changed the uh, layout, too, of uh, Phoenix, where the start-finish line is now past the first corner. Kind of like Talladega. It's right before the dog leg. Well, except yeah. for Talladega is after the dog yeah. leg. So they were saying that uh, it could be interesting on the starts where the cars could fan out like nine wide because they go way down on the apron there because right. there's no out-of-bounds rule. So that could be fun. That might be a reason I might. It'll tighten up getting into turn one, though. Well, yeah, yeah, because they got to get down to uh, one or two car wide. Kind of like what their uh, race at the Roval was. That that one closed up real quick. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the the highway when there's construction and everybody's funneled down to yeah. But you got that one asshole that wants to get to the front. (laughs) Wait, that's all of them. I didn't say that. (laughs) That's all of them. Was we supposed to get a beep on that? Uh, no, this no is beep. a podcast. We can say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not very often that this side does. That was pretty impressive because your wife's uh, in Florida, right? Yeah. I have to wait till about 10 o'clock tonight to get smacked upside of the head. <laughs> so the uh, Phoenix race starts at 2.30. That will be on NBC. That'll be a good race, I really believe. Interesting. I'm not a big fan of A whole lot of threats have been thrown out, too, about about who's going to finish and who's not. Was it Eric Almirola that uh, had the incident with Logano? No. Everybody. Was it it him? No, everybody's had an incident with Logano. Well, yeah, but during the Texas race, I want to say it was him. I think it was him. They were racing side-by-side, and he was all pissed off. For some reason, was it him? You know, I can't remember. But okay, but basically, whoever it was said that uh, he's going to remember him, uh, remember that, and uh, you know, he's going to race him the same way when he's going yeah. for the championship or something like that. So he's not making any friends. Logano's not. But his but, boss loves him. Yeah, he's he is in the final race. He is. Yep. He's ain't, where nobody, he's be. Ain't, ain't nobody else in the final race. He's not my favorite, but he is. So, uh, racing around here, not much going on other than awards banquets. Attica has their awards banquet uh, Saturday, as so does uh, Waynesfield. Attica's uh, deal is at the uh, fairgrounds there, the Attica Fairgrounds Reception Hall on Saturday night. Uh, the Waynesfield Raceway Park Awards Banquet is also Saturday. That's at the Grand Plaza in Wapakoneta, and I believe they call it Wapak down yep. there. It's the cool mm-hmm. lingo. Uh, Oak Shades uh, Banquet coming up on December 1st. That'll be at the Fulton County Fairgrounds Junior Fair Building. Same place it always is. And then after we uh, move past uh, awards season, we go to indoor racing season. Yeah. Uh, you got the uh, Gateway Dirt Nationals actually uh, the same weekend as the Oak Shade uh, deal. That kind of sucks. Banquet? Just, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the Gateway Nationals at the Dome at America Center. Guess where the 91 car or CJ1 car is going to be. I'm going to guess he's going to be down in uh, St. Louis there. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Super Late Models, Modifieds, and this year, uh, Midgets will be uh, joining that. Those little guys running around? Yes. 
that's politically incorrect. But yes, November 29th through December 1st, uh, there at the Dome uh, at the America Center. Maybe we should uh, adopt the uh, the Australian lingo and call them speed cars. That's what a mid- that, that's what midgets are called in Australia. I did not know that speed, speed cars. cars. See that I'm, I'm here to educate. And they don't you, even Scott. call them like little speed cars. No, they just call them speed cars. I thought they Thank called you. them vertically challenged, not midgets. Yeah, we're talking race cars. Oh Come yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of politically incorrect uh, terms. What about dwarfs? That's another kind of car. Yeah, it is. There's. I haven't. I haven't seen it. There's going to be a movement now, like how the uh, the Redskins and the Indians are offensive to a certain people, and they got to change their logos and stuff. Surely somebody's so offended over that. Somebody's going to be saying you can't call these cars midgets or dwarfs anymore. Right. Right. What about the Pittsburgh baseball team? You know, that's got to offend somebody. Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. No, I don't like baseball. Somebody's got to be offended over being called a pirate. I don't know. Just grow some skin, folks. We've had enough fun for one night. <laughs> PRA trade show coming up uh, in Indy December 6th through the 8th. Are you going to be there for that? I believe so. Uh, Rumble in Fort Wayne, the PRA thing isn't a race. That says trade show, but there'll be a lot of racers there. Lots of uh, racers. Rumble Wall to wall racers. Rumble in Fort Wayne, uh, that's at the Allen County War Memorial Expo Center. Uh, December 28th through the 29th, so between Christmas and New Year's. So you can get some indoor racing, midgets, quarter midgets, go-karts, and then you can go outside uh, New Year's Day for the hangover race. What kind of idiot would do it's that? Sandusky Speedway, where I you're going to be going for how many consecutive wins this year? Well, they won't be consecutive, but it'll be win number 15 uh, out of the last 16 okay. years. We broke one year. Have you raced the uh, hangover race? I have not. You should probably. I either had a hangover or the uh, race car was broke. Wow. Well, which, uh, which way is it going this year? I'm probably going to be a broken hangover. Broken answer. <laughs> I thought it was going. Bring a race car. It's fun. Oh, I, I plan on it. That's why I haven't torn apart yet. All right. Chili Bowl Nationals will be coming up uh, at the uh, River Spirit Expo Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on January 9th, or 14th through the 19th. That's year. not that far away, Scott. No, that's, really. right. that's why I put it on my notes here. Then You want to see some more midget action, some more politically incorrect. R- Ryan Weekman's talking about... Snow flurries this weekend, cold weather, miserable. I have to go to, uh, remember, they postponed my son's cross-country state meet because it was flooded last week, and it's like a high of mid-35 on Saturday because it's going to be this weekend now. I'm not looking for it. That's at the uh, drag strip. I can't remember the name of down in Hebron, Ohio. Yeah. But, yeah, so fun. It's uh, winter. Winter is going to be here tomorrow from what I hear. Which would be Friday if you're listening to us on our iHeartRadio app because uh, you could be listening at any time. So there's that. Next week on the show, do we have Ethan? Or uh, Ethan said he would okay. be here next week. Ethan Stadnishuk. Yeah. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to practice his last name. Uh, he had a pretty good uh, season there at uh, Toledo and Flat yeah. Rock, really. So we'll talk to him. He's pretty young, isn't he? Yes. And he's taken over a late model ride, I believe. Yes. So we'll talk about all that. That's next week on the show. Joe Nicolay, again, thanks for coming in and telling your story tonight. Thanks for having me. Buy safety equipment. Don't look like Joe. Has, right, uh, has right. any Has any safety equipment equipment uh, manufacturers approached you at all? You know about saying, "Hey, no," but I'm open. You, I, I am open for. Do you any think you'd be offers. a pretty good spokesperson for this kind of thing? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I look like Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud. Yeah. Don't be well spoken, <laughs> unlike myself. So I mean. <laughs> Don't be Joe, right? Yeah, I mean, don't be a Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what, wow. what an ad for a safety equipment company. <laughs>
Speaking of ads, don't forget uh, Ravel Race Cars for Christmas. Yes, sir. Go there for or Thanksgiving. Is, you can buy you Thanksgiving a, presents. Are you too. having a Black Friday sale? Never thought about it. You can have people lined up at your door, and you could open up at 3 a.m. or something ridiculous. There you no. go. In a word, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. He is not going to have a Black Friday sale. Anything, any specials uh, you got going on? Not yet. Yeah. All right. You got some time to work on it. But uh, he's got good prices regularly anyway, so you don't oh, really we, need... Uh, our, our pricing is as good or better, and, and probably better than you'll find online. And y- if you call us on pricing, yeah. I can explain why. And sometimes uh, I'll go to get something for my regular car, as opposed to going to one of the chain stores that I know that uh, Ron can order, and usually it's a little cheaper. We try. So, give him a call, 734-856-7223. He'll also give you free advice, too. We do that. About racing stuff, usually. I don't and, know if do you give and, other and advice, free like advice about relationships or something. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I've been accused of being kind of active politically, so. Oh, geez. That's not. That's I've not seen even, some of that. <laughs> not even go there. It's a can of worms. Nobody wins. Uh, next week on the show, Ethan. So tune in again, 7 o'clock on Facebook Live on our Facebook page. Make sure to follow us, like us if you haven't done so yet. Also, don't forget, keep uh, voting. Every day, come back, uh, click on that link on our Facebook page for the Best of Toledo. Uh, we're working on trying to get the uh, Best of Toledo uh, podcast. And please podcast. vote often. Don't vote just once. Yeah. Every every other every day. I voted yesterday, and then I voted today. Don't tell anybody. You're from Chicago, aren't you? That's a political yeah, joke. I Forget it, Scott. <laughs> I got that. I was just going over it. So our campaign is we should make some yard signs and stuff. Yeah. We should. We should go all out. Goodbye. Okay. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Joe, again for coming in. Appreciate it. Thank you. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.